Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty Potty. I'm Rani. And I'm Ainsley. And my MacBook is about to go to sleep, so I'm going to plug that in. <laughs> Sorry, people. So today we are getting to the nitty gritty about basically living in a world of pressure. And as we know, our Ainsley is approaching 30. And she's been going through all the motions of approaching that huge milestone. Um, and it sounds like a lot of you guys that have listened are actually feeling the same way. Uh, it's not that you're all turning 30, or maybe you are, but I feel like everyone's just feeling that pressure to do something huge in their life. Not that life's not already huge as it is. Um, so Ainsley's going to take us through about how she's been feeling and how she's pushed through those pressures and all of those little comments that, you know, people seem to want to make. Um, we all know that they come from a good place most of the time, but it's just how to how to manage them and not let it get through to you and destroy your energy and make you rethink about your life. So Ainsley, tell me how you've been feeling. Yeah. So with turning 30, I actually am turning 30 this month. Like it's the 1st of September today mm. and holy, like I can't believe it's September. I know. Where the crazy. hell did the what year the go? I'd like to know. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, I think um, the feeling, the feeling of turning 30, it kind of initially freaked me out a few months ago. Uh, and I think it was because when we went through COVID, like Drew and I had this grand plan of going to live overseas, um, live our life over there for a couple of years. And at that point I was 27 and then COVID hit and everything. And then all of a sudden we're in like 2022 and all of a sudden I'm almost turning 30. I was like, holy, like time has just went so fast. I feel like some people just missed those two years, like. I feel like they just got robbed of those years, basically. Yeah, like that's how I felt. I felt yeah. robbed. Like, yeah. And like we did some amazing things with COVID, you know, we, we really did. Like we bought our house and I started yeah. my business, yeah. but it just was different, you know. And yeah, like I I still feel like I'm 27. Like I just felt like it was just on pause and, yeah. you know, years have passed. But anyways, I just felt initially just a little bit, freaked out about it all and yeah my mindset probably wasn't the best and I think it's probably a lot of internal pressure that I probably felt mostly just yeah. about societal pressures like okay like do I have to think about having kids or you know like those other big things that you do in your life and yeah. like yeah. you know Drew and I have had really good chats about it and everything but you know it was I guess it was more so that internal pressure that I felt and mm -hmm. like my mental health probably wasn't amazing a few months ago no, either. And you were just like, you're usually the good sister out of you and I because <laughs> I'm always the one that's like depressed or anxious or panicky. And then when Ainsley said that she was feeling really anxious and down, I was just mm -hmm. like, what the hell? Are you okay? Like this is, mm -hmm. this is weird. And I was surprisingly yep. all right. So tell us yeah. how you felt when you were just feeling anxious Oh my God. I just felt down in the dumps. Like I, yeah. I have never felt this, but there was like probably two weeks or probably a bit longer where I had no interest in doing the things that I usually would like doing. So for example, like going to the gym or 
you know, like those little things, or even like, I just felt like I just wanted to sit on the couch and do nothing. And I was just like, so down in the dumps, like my mood, I was just so emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, something's not right here. Like I've never really felt like this before. And at that point I was like, you know what, like I actually need to go and do something about this. So I went, uh, and I went to the doctors and got a mental health plan. So got that all sorted. And yeah, uh, in our family, like depression, anxiety runs in the family. Like so 90% think, of people are on medication, like antidepressants yeah. and a mm-hmm. pretty huge dose too. Like I know mm. all of dad's side is, has been diagnosed with it. So really we had no chance. <laughs> yeah. And I think because I had that in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, I need to do something about this because yeah. I just wouldn't want it to get any worse. And Ever since then, I also just had some like other things that I kind of um, fixed with my health and I'm, I'm yeah. good, but it was like, yeah, those things. And then I went and I started to see a psychologist and yeah. since then, like, oh, like I'm feeling amazing again. Like I'm feeling back to my old self. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I was having really big troubles with sleep as well. So obviously when you don't get great sleep, your mood in general is just not great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think it was just a lot of emotions and a lot of overthinking, a lot of thoughts and just kind of stacked on top of each other. And then the feeling of turning 30, I was like, wow, like this is too Mm -hmm. much, way too much. But I have come out of that now and I can say that I am looking forward to turning 30. And I think a big thing for me that I've learned is changing your mindset and also remembering like, those pressures that you might feel. So for example, you know, having kids or since, you know, Drew, Drew and I are engaged now and people asking, oh, so when are you getting married? And yeah, it might yeah. come for a good place, but it's like, why do you care? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why do you care? It feels and, like? yeah. Yes. And it's like, I remember when we got engaged and it was probably like, I don't know, when we saw them a week later, when are you getting married? It's like, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, like let me just soak up all of this goodness that we've just, like this cloud nine that we're still want to be on. Like Mm -hmm. people just, it's like as soon as you, I know for a fact when we got engaged, before we even got engaged, it was like, when are you having kids? It's like, I'm not even married yet. Not that that you Mm. have to be married to have kids or anything, but it's like, I think we're just so young still. So like, leave us alone. Yeah. Like, geez, like stop asking me. And yeah. Yeah. And I think as a female, I feel like we probably feel those pressures a lot more in some ways, like the having kids thing, you know, like it's so, it's so huge. And I think because, you know, I am approaching 30, it's like, Ooh, you know, like you only have a limited amount of time, like to have kids and like all that stuff that you kind of get fed to you know so obviously people just feeding stuff through like yeah it's yeah it's crazy that people just feel and I know that like I said earlier people do come through from a good place generally but I think this day and age especially people just need to really think about what they say because Mm -hmm. a lot of I know women especially really suffer from you know the pressure and that actually can really mess with their head. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, if you're a woman and you want to have kids, right. Or you're not sure. Um, and you're also trying to juggle a career or make something of yourself. You have to think about so many things, you know, it's like, okay, I 
potentially might not be able to kind of climb the ladder or get to where I need to be because I want to have a baby. It's kind of got to kind of take a bit of a pause. Yeah. And it's just a lot of things that women have to kind of sacrifice in a way. Um, yeah, it's like we're yeah. the ones that have to say, 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 say when we get married, generally it's the women planning the wedding for starters. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a super fun, exciting thing, but I feel like the men get a lot of slack and I'm not being like sexist or anything, but in my eyes, I just see the pressure on the woman to plan the big, amazing wedding or whatever, the, whatever they want to do for a wedding. And then the women also have to be the ones to get pregnant and carry the baby for nine months. And then they've got to birth the baby and then they've got to stay home. Essentially. That's usually what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the social norm, as you'd say, is for mum to stay home with the baby for at least a year. Like I don't think anyone thinks about, they don't take those things into consideration when they're nailing with the questions. It's like, well, do you actually realize what all of that involves. I don't, that's a lot of emotion. That's a lot of emotions all in that one, one bundle there. Yeah, I know. Right. And yeah, so I don't know. It's just all those things. Yeah. As women that we need to kind of think about and consider, like it's not, it's not easy. No. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, after I guess those few months where I wasn't feeling amazing, like I, yeah, like I said, I am starting to feel good about it. I am feeling good about it. I, you know, because I am turning 30, I, I'm like, change my mindset about it. Like I feel just, I feel like I know myself a lot more than I ever have. I feel comfortable with myself, like all of those amazing things that come with turning 30. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm just feeling, yeah, like I'm really excited. That's good. And a lot of, I, I hate that we put in we make age such a huge thing. I mean, age is important, but also it's like people just make, make you feel like once you turn 30, you know, the world just absolutely turns yeah, upside like it's, down and like turns over. Yeah. It's like, yeah. why can't we change the mindset and say, no, 30 is amazing because to me being in your twenties, that's kind of like a trial because you're still finding who you are. You've, you've come out of that teens teen stage And then over those 10 years in your 20s, you're working on yourself, you're healing yourself, you Mm -hmm. have kind of found who you are by the time you're 30. So I feel like when you get to to the age of 30, that's when you should be excited because you kind of have an idea. And if you don't, then that's fine because there's still time. But generally, I picture your 20s being a bit of a trial and error and your 30 is when you just blossom whether you have kids or not or whether you're married or not I feel like that's an age where you should be excited to just blossom into this amazing more amazing person that you are yeah like a yeah exactly more confident version of yourself that you probably never have felt and yeah yeah, that's how I feel and it's so funny that you say that like you know being in your 20s I think back to the Ainsley in her early 20s I was like holy girl she was a savage was she (laughs) she hated hated me sometimes <laughs> look Rans and I were not friends for years no I don't think uh, we were friends yeah not for yeah not for a long time Ainsley I think it was, was like once you kind of come out of school yeah wasn't yeah. it it was like maybe like when you're like 19 20 
Around yeah, about around when that? I was 19, 20, I think Ainsley and I started to get a bond. But before that, yeah. it was just a little bit rocky. <laughs> I think a lot of our just friends know that too. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could share some hor- like, hilarious stories. We might them. share those stories one day, one but day. let's just say we're best friends now. So <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> and oh. we're going to mention Drew again. It's Cody and Drew. They became very, very, very close, and that's around the time that Ainsley and I started to become very close. So, yes, thank you, boys. And that's all yes. we're saying about them. And I'm sure Drew would be stoked that he gets another mention. He was yeah. uh, saying that he was listening to this episode or the last episode, and he got a little tear in his eye. I was like, oh, yeah, so in, in the taxi too. <laughs> yes. Oh, so good. So, oh. yeah, he's a celebrity. That's yeah. Well, he likes to think that anyway. <laughs> um, so do you have any any pointers or any bit of advice to give to people that are that are currently in their same shoes or similar? Yeah, I would say um, is to stop kind of internalizing, I guess, opinions of others. Uh, because I know people would like to reflect their beliefs onto you yeah, and you know, you might think, oh shit, like, should I be doing this? And it's also that comparison game. I think in any, that is a huge killer comparison. That is just, honestly, that is, if we didn't have comparison or jealousy in our lives, how happy would us humans be? And we don't have to, we don't have to have that, but that energy gets, picked up on us and everyone experiences comparison and jealousy and Mm -hmm. I just wish we never ever knew what that feeling was because we wouldn't have to go through it I know and it's like with social media and yeah all that stuff that is not real it's just a highlight reel just remember Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. but it's all of those things you're like oh like they're doing something amazing and you know just playing that comparison game so I think Stop comparing yourself to someone else where they might be in their life. Yeah. Um, yep. Also, just reminding yourself that everyone is on their own life path. So, again, stop comparing yourself to your friends, family, um, and it's your life. It's your yep. life and you get to decide how you want it to be. Um, and basically, fuck the societal norms. Um, yeah. I just yeah. – Yeah. Like, sorry to swear, but I just feel – like, I don't know, especially as a woman, it's really hard to kind of kind of not feel the pressure about it. And yeah. it feels very liberating once you can stop feeling that pressure and just remember yeah. that it's your life and you can choose and do what you want with it. Exactly. And, like, I've got some tips here that I've written down, actually, to tell people. Like, there's one here that I like and it's there's no such thing as a timeline. Like, I know for a fact that... Cody, Cody and I had a timeline that, but that was just for us. Like we knew we we've been together since I was 16 years old. So for us, it was, it was pretty normal to want kids by the time Cody turned 25. So I'm two years younger than Cody. Um, so we always had the plan to try for babies at the age of 23. I had Ruby at 23. So I think I did pretty good and be married, obviously have a house and a business but that's just us. So in people's eyes, that's a normal social norm. But in my eyes, that's just our life. And that's what we chose to do. Not because others wanted us to do that. That's just 
the people we are. We always we always knew we wanted kids when we first met. We always knew we were going to get married. Like that was just our own path that we wanted to take and chose to take. Whereas it's so normal in other people's eyes. So we don't get that pressure. But people like like you, Ainsley, I think it's probably became a bit hard for you as well when I had Ruby and people were like, oh, well, when's Ainsley having kids? And it's like, just because I have a kid doesn't mean that she's got to have a kid. Like, it's not a trend. Yeah, no, definitely. Or even before you had Rubes, you know, people go, oh, Ains, because you're the, like, I don't know, because I'm the oldest sister that I would, yeah, yeah, they'd think that I'd be having a baby. Uh, But yeah, no, you're right. Like, you would get some questions like that and like oh, I don't know yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not sure um but yeah and it's funny I think I don't know why but I've always had in my head like I'll be a mum in my 30s yeah and, and that's so I'm cool okay with that. like that is yeah. so fine and like even all my girlfriends like a lot of them don't have kids yet either so no they don't do be they? Mums in our 30s yeah and and that's, that's okay yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like so, I feel like your generate uh your generation or yeah like your, our age your age group yeah. you mm-hmm. guys are all having kids a lot older and my my age we're all doing it younger so i actually have three best friends within my friend group so i think there must be eight or nine of us girls and four of us have kids and a lot of people around us our age or around our age have at least two kids and it's just mm-hmm. like, well, okay, there's a bit of a shift there compared to Ainsley's group. Ainsley, it's not like you're the only one that doesn't have a kid. Like half your friends don't have kids. You probably have yeah. two friends that have kids, right? More than half. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're the like the odd one out or anything, which is good. So mm. I feel like it's also a bit of a a generational thing. Like mm. it all changes. I, back in the day, people would have five kids by the age of 25 and that's just <laughs> yeah. what they yeah. did. Like that's like our probably back in – our parents age yeah when, mom and when dad, they were yeah, younger for sure. mm-hmm. but I feel like your age you're all doing it a bit later on which is totally fine yes and it's just that reminder to everyone who might be approaching 30 or in their 30s it's totally fine like yeah yeah when you're 30 ready, is you're so young you're not yes, yeah 30 is young just, it's so young and I'm sick of people saying 30 is old like yeah <laughs> 30 is is not old like Talk to me when you're 80 and maybe <laughs> you're a little bit old, but when you're 30, you're still, you know, you're still very, very young and you're still very, very fit usually. Yes. And you know what? Like age is just a number. Yeah. Yeah. Age is just a number at the end of the day. And also when, cause I have Ruby, so many people would tell me like, oh, you know, when you have a kid, it all changes. Like you can't do this and you can't do that. So I've made it, I've made a huge point to actually do those things that people have told me you can't do. Like we go out for breakfast, we go out for lunch, we go out for dinner. Sometimes we'll, we'll push our sleeps out a bit later just so we can do things in the morning. Obviously don't take a night clubbing or anything because <laughs> I also want, would like to enjoy myself and that's not appropriate. <laughs> she but, would be like the party though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, like you can't travel. Like yeah, traveling's a little bit harder. But it's also a lot nicer because you have your own little family to do it with. And, like, just pressures around, like, oh, you've got Ruby. So when is Ruby getting a sibling? Like, I'm sure I heard that mm. when I was – when Ruby was, like, three months old. And I only think and you're my like, stitch, hang on, stitches I had just healed then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, like, 
navigating motherhood right here. Yeah, exactly. And like, what if people only want to have one kid? What if they're only one and done? That's great. Like that's a strong person to to initiate and confirm that they only want one kid, whatever. If I could have one kid, I would be stoked. But mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I want a big family and that's that's our choice. But You want eight kids? Yeah, I think I want about eight, maybe nine. We'll see Ooh, how we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cody is a twin, so but we yeah. could be having ten. <laughs> but, yeah, like if you want to have one and done, then that's great. But people always want more. I've always said this, like, people just want more, don't they? As soon as I had Ruby, when are you having another? So then what happens when I have another? Am I going to get asked when I'm going to have another again? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm glad you have the money to support about three kids. Like, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, even the pressures around having Ruby, I noticed it was, oh, so when is she crawling? Is she not rolling over yet? Also, when it when does she start to eat? Like she's mm-hmm. still breastfeeding on my boob. She's three months old. She can't even hold her neck up. You're asking when she's having food. Yeah. And when is she going to walk? And when is she going to do this? And when is she going to do that? And it's like, don't project your stupid <laughs> pressures onto my baby. Like she will do what she wants when she wants to. When she's not ready. Just- yeah, and, like, <laughs> I know a lot of people come from a good place, like I say, but I just don't think it's appropriate to ask people when – I mean, it's a general question sometimes. Like, I, I ran into an yeah. old friend a few weeks ago, and, like, her and her partner have been married for, like, three years, and she asked me how Ruby was, and I kind of just said, oh, are you guys going to – are you guys planning to have kids? And she's like, yeah, hopefully. And I said to her, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to come out like that. I just – it's such a touchy subject, and – you know, I'm actually interested to know if you want to have kids or not. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. But a lot of people could take offense to that. And it's also how you say it too. It's like, oh, I think when you ask it in a nice soft way, then it's probably not so bad, but it's more just when people say, oh, so when are you having kids? Like an expectation. Yeah. 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 Uh And even on that too, even the question when are you having kids? I don't think is a great thing to ask because for one, no. they might not be able to have kids or they might be yeah. having difficulties having kids. Yep. Like I just don't yep. think that question should be asked. Exactly. Either. Like I learned that from my sister-in-law. I know they tried for, they were together since they were like 16 or something. So they were late thirties when they had to do IVF. But I learned that because they had been trying and trying and nothing was happening and they were still getting people asking, Oh, what are you having kids? And it's like, Oh, wow. You shouldn't really ask that. Should you? You don't know the stress or the pressures that they're feeling like, and it's one question, but that one question could just push someone over the, over the line. So yeah. If you feel like you're going to ask someone when they're doing something, maybe just think about it again. And if you're getting asked the question, just, remember that it's not your life that is the problem it's probably a a projection from their end and not yours so just keep going on your life how you are going you're doing great sweetie and yep, you're doing amazing no matter yeah, where you're at just life. turn that clock off turn that little clock off in your body that's just ticking because that's what it probably feels like doesn't it Ains? yes and you get some like people a ticking clock. 
your biological clock and all that i know that it can change when you do get older but yeah as long as you're taking the right steps to going to check your fertility i think you've done that haven't you ames yeah i have yeah i did that a couple years ago now i think yeah Um, so i think like that's as long as you're taking the steps if you see kids in your future and you're checking you know how your fertility is um taking care of your body being a healthy person generally like that's that's all you can do you don't have to shoot out kids before you're 30 just because your fertility's tends to go to shit but I think I there's feel like I think it's like maybe the percentage maybe drops a little bit but yeah yeah in saying that women can have kids in their 40s like exactly there's so many people that have had kids in their 40s it's just the biological clock thing don't let that freak you out because I know that does freak a lot of people out yeah and you might hear you know like your partner or someone say that and they're probably not saying it to freak you out but at the same time you're like I'm a woman I'm aware like (laughs) Yeah, thank you no. so much. I had no idea. <laughs> thank you for that reminder. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Mm. Um, another pressure I'm feeling is having two before two. Like, yep. I could not think of anything worse. Why would I want to put myself through that? Pa- like, I know some people love it and good on them. They deserve a bloody, they deserve a huge, huge cuddle because having two under two, does that make sense? Two before two? Yeah. Having kids yep. together, so close together in age, like that would be a hard job. <laughs> that is scary to think on my end, anyway. Like I'm just navigating how to how to like Ruby's not Ruby's not a ten. Like I mean, I'm not speaking too. I'm probably speaking too soon here, but Ruby's she's nearly two, so you know she's bound to have tantrums and emotions and. Things are going to change for her as she gets older. And I'm just not prepared to have that extra, have that other baby on top of that. Like I want to, I want to gel with Ruby and, and get to know her and her emotions and how to deal with tantrums before I even fall pregnant. Like, I just feel like being asked and being told to have two before two Like, I actually get really probably upset because it's like, like I was talking, I was talking to someone, I can't even remember who I was talking to, but they were like, oh, you're going to have two before two. And I was like, oh, no, probably, probably wait a few years, like just till Rubes is out of that really crazy stage. And they're like, oh, no, you need to have them close together. Yeah. Like says who? Like, yeah. Where's the (laughs) fucking manual on this? Do you have the manual? I'd love to read it because I didn't get it. That's what it feels I definitely like. didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Aza didn't get it either. <laughs> Got lost. Yeah. Lost in the mail. I actually haven't, haven't heard <coughs> that two before mm. two. Before. Oh, mate. It's kind of <laughs> bullshit. Like, it's just like, so when did that become a thing? Like, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that it's nice to have kids close in age, but, like, we're way too – our lives are busy at the moment. I just would not want – I just wouldn't want to put ourselves through that. Yeah. And a lot of people do have the true before true because they, they are getting told that it's that having kids close together is the best. And then they get yeah. to that and they go, Oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. And like, maybe that was their plan, but yeah, yeah, it yeah, would be yeah. a bit of a, would be a bit of a, I guess a shock, you know, having two under two, that's 
Yeah. Well, I actually listened to a podcast, Amy Gerard. She okay. is a boss. She's mum of three. She got a lady on as one of her friends. She had she had three kids in a three in one year. Hang on, let me find it. Three in one year. Hang on. Wow. Sorry, I've got to find this because it's crazy ass shit. Isn't that amazing what the female human body can do? Like that's incredible. Three, three kids in under 13 months. Wow. So she's obviously so she's had twins. And then when the twins, they must have been just born, she fell pregnant with the third. <laughs> wow. That's crazy, hey? That's insane. Yeah. So. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine how busy life is with three kids in 13 months? Like that just blows yeah. me away. When Ruby was 13 months. I don't even remember that. Like she was only still a tiny baby, really. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, all those pressure, all those pressures. I think a lot of people feel it, and they don't talk about it enough. So that's kind of why we wanted to get it out there and just make you all feel like you're not alone, and it's totally fine to. It's okay to feel those pressures, but it's just how to work through them and how to how to take on all those bullshit comments from people. Yeah. And don't internalize them. Just no, yeah. just what in one ear out the other, just yeah, get on with your life. To, like self-awareness, yep. like be yep. aware that, okay, someone's saying this or whatever, but just, yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know, like com- coming from someone that does have kids and um, is married before 30, it's great, but I also still have thoughts. I like, I wish I could have got a career sorted and worked a few years or something, but I am so content on where I am. But those thoughts do pop up. So when you do have kids and you're married, it's not like as if your whole life is sorted and everything's just flowers and a white picket fence. Like you still are a normal human being. You still have problems in your life. You still experience a bit of doubt, like, having kids and being married is not the answer a lot of the time. Yeah. It's not the be all end all. No, it's not. It's not. And we were just, Ainsley and I were just talking about before we started recording about, um, we grow up in a world of pressure. Like we go to school and it's like, Oh, well, you've got to come first in a running race to get an award. Even though you ran and you didn't come first, (laughs) you don't get anything like, our participation's not good enough kind of thing and it's just like pressure to I know I have a nephew Jai he's in prep and prep is not preschool anymore it's not how we experienced it it's a it's a proper classroom it's a cur- curriculum they have they get homework for god's sakes like that's crazy just, to think so I know different. yeah mm. and I feel like like it's obviously been looked into and it's okay for their little brains but I just think like where's the fun and the play that we used to get it's so serious and and they're just so drilled into that Monday to Friday like no wonder why uh adults are so overworked because we're drilled into the fact that we have to work Monday to Friday and we have to work our asses off and then we have to be burnt out to feel like we are we are valuable to feel like we 
have done something right. Like that, it's just sad that nothing else gets celebrated except for the fact that you're married and have kids. It's like, oh, I have friends that have just finished their degrees and I'm I'm over the moon for them because it's like, go you girls. Like you have so much, you have, you've just come so far. And it's like the people like that aren't celebrated enough. It's only the people that have the kids and the marriage that are, that are really celebrated. It's like we need yep. to start celebrating our friends that are doing things like careers and getting high jobs and, mm. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And even like we were, we were talking about before off air, but just about like when you are coming out of high school, apparently you're expected to know what you want to do yeah. out when you finish school, like go to uni. Like yeah. I know some people who have changed degrees because just like, you're so young. Like, how are you meant to know what you want to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. You know, there's there's just pressures from the start when you start school. Even you're saying about being a baby, like yeah. taking yeah. steps and yeah. all of those things. And it's just a constant pressure that we feel. And it maybe just gets a bit more built up as we get a bit older. Yeah, exactly. It's like we're just, we're so conditioned to believe that we just need to be one step in front of where we are. It's like, why can't yes, we just what's next? Yeah, like why can't we just relish in what's already happening? Like, no wonder why yeah. mental health rates are so, so high at the moment. It's because we're all trying to get to the next step. Yeah. I know. And, and it's like you don't take the time to sit with what you've achieved. No. Even for me, like I, I find that I downplay some of the things I've achieved. I'm like, oh yeah, like Yeah. Yeah. And that should you be know. celebrated, like yeah, hugely. Just as much sure. as what people get celebrated when they have a baby and kids. And I'm not downplaying having a baby or having kids, but I just feel like that that's the only thing that gets celebrated these days. Yeah. They're like the big kind of, you know, big parts of your life apparently. Yeah. And like yeah. they are, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I'm just as excited for my friends that have graduated from university that they've just absolutely worked their ass off. I'm just as excited for them as what I am for my friend who's just had a baby. Like it's, mm-hmm. you should all, you should be excited for all of those things together. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Another tip, another bit of advice I want to give people is it's not your fault that you don't, that you've, it's not your fault that you feel like you don't have your life figured out. It's a lot of the time uh, I feel like social media is a huge, huge influence on those feelings. And I want I really want to do another episode on how to have a healthy relationship with social media because I'm feeling like a lot of people don't have that healthy relationship and boundaries with it. Um, and if you're feeling a lot of those pressures, maybe having a little break from your phone would be a good thing too. Like maybe you're, maybe you're taking on a lot more than you need to be. Yeah, I think so. Like oh, social media is just a huge beast, isn't it? It's, it, it is. consumes us. It does. Like, as, as sad as that is, it consumes us. And some days I'm not mindful of how much I'm on it, but other days I, I try to step away from it. I try to have like, I guess my limit, but yeah. again, it's like, I do a lot of it for work as well. So yeah it's hard to kind of balance, but absolutely. And it's like, I always find like, if I'm going on a holiday or something, that's my time where I'll fully like switch off 
yeah yep. kind of just not be on it as much and you feel good after it you feel a little bit you cleansed. feel like you're just in touch with yourself like I know Cody yeah. and I Cody and I deleted Facebook and Instagram a few months back now like we knew it was just temporary because a every person that plans an event it's on Facebook so <laughs> if we don't have it we're gonna bloody miss it and we're gonna look like we just didn't turn up um <laughs> And be like, I actually generally like, genuinely like social media. I just don't like when I get taken out by it and I use it in an unhealthy way. Um, so I think us having a break, we actually really connected with each other. Like, I know we work together three days a week, but when we're at work, we're not even really together. We're just kind of passing by each other. And I'm, like, I go to his office to talk to him about work, but it's it's nothing like it's not spending quality time together yeah, it's at about all. work yeah yeah so I feel like I feel like that little break that we had it was it was nice to just reconnect and remember like what we're both here for and like even I don't know if you and Cody do this and it's like really bad but some mornings yeah. like Drew and I might even like be on our phones before we even say good morning to each other you know yeah so bad. yeah but yeah I'm I sure know. a lot of couples are the same like, surely that yeah. happens but it's kind of being mindful about oh like, okay, put the phone away. Yeah. And it's hard because I have my alarm set on my phone. So, of course, yeah. when I wake oh, up. we rely on our phones for everything. Yeah. yeah. Our yeah. internet banking, like our bank, our right. everything's <laughs> on there. So we really, it's so funny. Whenever I'm on my phone for something, Ruby will come up to me and she'll go, no, mom. And I'm like, oh, she's obviously feeling like it's excluding me away from her or something. And yeah, she does it every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yes, she she loves the attention. But also I feel like she probably feels a little bit of that disconnection from me when I'm on my phone. And like there are some days where I just want to sit down, put my feet up and just have a little scroll. But I don't do that in front of Ruby because I feel like, that can impact her in a way and make her feel a little less important. Um, But if you're a mum and you just need a bloody break to just sit on your phone and scroll, then go ahead. Like you don't get a break enough. So if that's what you want to do for a few minutes and that's fine. But I feel like sometimes we all just need to get off and reconnect with ourselves and our partners and our families because it's just so sad. You know, you you go out and everyone's on their phones and Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I actually get really upset some days because it's like, wow, this is just a crazy world, isn't it? I know, you look around and everyone's just head down on their phones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it just get people just get taken away from it. Like, I get angry when Cody gets, like, he's watching Yellowstone at the moment. So Ruby's like, dad, dad, trying to show him something cool. And he's watching the TV series. And I'm like, excuse me, can you concentrate on what your daughter's trying to tell you? Like, that's really rude. Mm. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, we're just so easily taken by our screens. And it's, we don't it's even realize. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's another episode that we can do on that. Yeah. Um, another little thing that I wrote down is I can guarantee you that there's a lot of 50 year olds out there that don't actually have their shit together, but look like they do. Mm-hmm. So if that tells you that if you're 25 and you feel like you don't have your shit together, then you're doing just fine. People are probably laughing that I'm, like, talking about turning 30. Like, girl, you are, like, so young. What are you on about? Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, think of this figured out sh- shit that you that we get 
fed in our heads. Like you've got to have this figured out by the time you're this age. It's like, yeah, life's a tough gig. And even with our, even people with their shit together or what looks like they have their shit together, they haven't even got it figured out yet. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's billionaires out there that have everything that you could possibly want, but they probably just, they're so lost and they probably don't have their shit together either. Yep. So the people that might look like they do, they probably don't. No. And if exactly. they do, good for them. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Do you have a book? Do you have a do you have a bit of an instruction advice, manual? Yeah. That one must get lost in the mail. Where's too. that manual? <laughs> I hope this episode has has helped someone or some people in a way that it's helped us. Like I feel like I feel good after talking about that. And I hope you do too, Ains. It feels like a therapy session, like it's yeah. get it out. And yeah, I, I really, really hope this this helps people. Some of the pointers that we put in there. Yeah, I hope it helps. And if it has helped, please let us know because we love hearing your feedback. Like the feedback we that we got from the first step was awesome. And I'm like, I can't believe, like, obviously I know people are going to listen, but when you get feedback, it's like, wow. Yeah, it's, it's like people it's actually listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it's there for. <laughs> yeah. This is the reason we did it. <laughs> Um, so Ainsley's going on holidays tomorrow and it's a surprise and I keep getting, I keep getting anxious that I'm going to actually accidentally tell where she's going. Um, but yeah, she's going on holidays for two weeks. Are you going for? Yeah. So two weeks. So Drew has planned a little surprise getaway for me for my 30th. She's coming to Mackay. Like that's the surprise. She's coming to Mackay for two weeks. (laughs) You're setting up a resort at your house. My half renovated house. Jeez, what a holiday. <laughs> Ruby's there, like <laughs> Hey guys with the drink. Hey guys. <laughs> with the little cocktail and her little bloody bluey cup or something. Oh, uh, out of her kitchen. Yeah. Like ice cream or a coffee. <laughs> I asked her the other day, I said, Ruby, can you go to your kitchen and make me a coffee? And she goes, mm, no. I was like, Okay. Oh, never mind. Then. I'm a bit thirsty, but don't worry about me. I'll just get it myself. Oh, um, um, yeah. yeah so... so going away on a holiday and, yeah, for two whole weeks. So I feel like I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, yep. I've been doing a, just a pretty busy just with business, like training in the gym, like a lot of things that I've been really focused on. Oh, and, so and Drew's been months. away for bloody five weeks. So I oh, feel like yeah. you guys deserve this. Yes, have some time to connect, which is going to be by the really time, nice. By the time you just get back, you'll be like, Drew, can you just go back to work for maybe like two days? <laughs> just a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he's a good egg. Like, I can't wait to see where we're going. Say? And then when Ainsley gets back, I, oh, I'm getting so anxious. I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. I haven't said it, have I? No. Okay. Oh, God. That'll be awesome. So we'll have to pack so the microphone. Exciting yeah absolutely yeah i'm excited so so thank you so much for listening everybody we hope we got some good advice out there and some bit of perspective about your life and hope feeling better about your life now if you weren't um but i think ainsley is planning on recording from hawaii so we're just thinking (laughs) of keeping our episode (gasps) oh god can you not tell Drew? (laughs) 
Oh my god. Oh, oh my, god. my god. No, please don't tell him. <laughs> we should have hung up earlier. Anyway, oh my god, heart racing. Thanks everybody. We gotta go now. <laughs> so that episode ended really, really, really abruptly. Um now, Drew has been planning a trip away for Ainsley's 30th for like a year now. And we, it was a surprise and we, we all knew where Ainsley was going except for Ainsley. Um, and as you heard on that episode, <laughs> I accidentally blurted where she was going. Oh my God, that's so funny. It's okay. We've, we've already spoke to Drew. It's fine. I'm freaking here. It's and apologies. Um, we're all good. We've cleared the air. Drew, you probably still resent me just a little bit, but, um, just, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I just find that hilarious that we actually got this on podcast and we were sitting there for maybe like 15 minutes consulting each other. Like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? Like, can we just not, not tell Drew? Or do we just not tell him? Or do we tell him? And I was like, nah, maybe let's just tell him. And then, yeah. And then he'd go upstairs and poor Ryan started crying. <laughs> I just couldn't contain myself but burst into tears and Drew's like oh my god like, like it's okay I'm glad you got it on the podcast <laughs> oh no it's well thank you well. it's okay. a, so Ainsley is going to Hawaii tomorrow but um at least I know what to pack now exactly so oh, she's about to pack for the big h word on that episode, we were actually off air just talking about how well that went. So I hope you all enjoyed and we're very sorry for the abrupt ending at the start. <laughs> so hopefully Ainsley can podcast from Hawaii. She's going to pack her little microphone and the laptop and we'll try our best to keep our episodes for every Monday. So you'll hear this next Monday. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Once again, if you uh, want to get some notifications, if you're on Spotify, just click the little bell button. And we would love if you could give us a follow as well. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Yes. And we're also, I keep forgetting to um, mention that we're also on Apple Podcasts. And I'm pretty sure you can subscribe from there. I really use Apple Podcasts, but if you go into our show, like when you search us, you can click subscribe. So if that's what you'd like to do, then please do that. And thank you for listening. Have a great week, everybody. And Ainsley will be recording from Hawaii the next time you listen. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.